Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. You openly wandered, wondered, and opined whatever happened to Kevin Pitsnoggle the other day. Yes, yeah. You know what I found out when I was in uh, his lair, his former lair in uh, Morgantown, West Virginia the other night? Kevin Pitsnoggle is a middle school English and history teacher uh, near his uh, hometown uh, in West Virginia, I think. Uh, and uh, and I think he's a middle school basketball coach, too. Wow. That's right. what he's doing now. That's what that's what Tony Caridi told me. He said, Pitsnoggle's back in his hometown. Uh, he's a middle school, I think, English and history teacher and also uh, helping coach basketball. It's there. good to know the Kenton Polino shot didn't send him down a, a dark path. He's a productive no. member of society. No, it's... no, no. He's, he is a teacher, uh, as as uh, Tom pointed out there he is. But he's uh, – uh, so <laughs> had that – uh, filled in for me the other evening uh, by that. So, Speaking of which, does Dave Garrett ever wear his Super Bowl ring, or is it just kind of rare occasion? away in a safe? He has it. It's pretty pretty nice. Uh, it was about a twenty thousand dollar ring. <laughs> so, so Dave Garrett has more Super Bowl rings than Dak Prescott and he Tony Romo combined. He does. That's where we're at. My engineer on Longhorn Road men's basketball games has more Super Bowl rings than Dak Prescott. Yes. Damn. Has had more appearances in the NFC Championship game than Dak Prescott. Yes, that is correct. By the way, I missed this. Tony Pollard is a broken fibula. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's this, difficult. This is awesome. We're just yeah. we're having fun this morning. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Longhorns had fun certainly when it was over, winning the game in Morgantown, beating West Virginia, and uh, we visited with Rodney Terry afterwards to uh, discuss uh, the hard-fought Texas sixty-nine sixty-one victory. Talking about uh, another gritty, gutty effort by your ball club, especially down the stretch of this one. That was a great team win. I thought every guy that came in tonight uh, made a contribution to the game. I thought our bench had a lot of energy over on the side, likewise, that that really helped the guys on the floor. Um, You know, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well tonight. I think we only had three threes, I think, we made tonight. We got a lot of action done in the paint, though. Dylan DeSue was really big. I thought Kristen Bishop was really big when he came in. We know what we're going to get from Marcus night in and night out. I thought Tyrese was really really good, likewise, until he, uh, until he started cramping a little bit at the end of the game. Yeah, and you mentioned your bigger guys where they really seem to keep West Virginia's post guys at, at at arm's length and not allowing them to have high percentage looks. No, they've been playing, you know, uh, power basketball the last two weeks. They've been really pounding the ball inside. I thought our staff did a great job preparing our guys for for the, the actions that they run to try to put the ball inside and uh, force those guys to take some shots from the perimeter. Two things. Talk about the, your zone that you went to and the way you attacked their matchup zone. I thought those were two keys going down the stretch. No, absolutely. Uh, the matchup zone, we needed to, you know, whatever we call, we needed to run it because, you know, it was a matchup zone, basically, man, you know, defenses, the, what they're running. I thought our guys did a great job of handling the trap traps all night. You know, we, Marcus did a great job passing out of those traps. Tyrese did a great job getting out of those traps and put them in the right place. And then we were in attack mode to try to score behind it. We had to go too late because those guys were really hurting us in the t- with the high pick and roll, trying to get downhill. They were trying to get to the free throw line and get to the paint. So we needed to slow that action down. How, did, how often do you get a chance to work on that sort of thing during the cur- course of a daily practice? We actually have been working on the last two days of practice. We've been working on our zone defense. And we knew we were going to po- possibly have to have it tonight, whether they were attacking us in pick and roll or whether they were trying to attack us in the paint with their big guys. We were going to have to have our zone ready for, for th- that tonight. 
that's the preparation. The work, they knew the zone would be coming, and they worked on it for the couple of days of practice going right into that. Um, when the game ended, Jeff, I asked Scott McConnell, who handles, obviously, uh, media relations so well for Longhorn men's basketball, and I asked him, I, I just kind of, I, I was kind of uh, wondering aloud as well. I said, I wonder when the last time was, if ever, but the last time, that Texas won in Norman, Stillwater, and Morgantown in the same year. Scott McConnell checked it. The answer was never. Wow. West Virginia's been in the league 10 years. They came in in 2012-2013. This is their 11th season of Big 12 Conference play. And during these 11 years, no Texas team had ever won in the same year in Norman, Stillwater, in Morgantown. I know that's a, it's kind of a weird number, but I just got to thinking about it because those places have been historically difficult places to play, although not lately for Texas and Morgantown. They won four of their last five in Morgantown. They beat in West Virginia overall five of the last six times and eight of the last ten. So they, they've done well against Bob Huggins' team. But um, but I got to thinking about that because when West Virginia first came in, Oklahoma State was really good. Uh, West Virginia was good at the time. Oklahoma had another Final Four run in them a few years later. So I thought, did they ever have a year where they got where they got wins in three of the more difficult environments, especially Stillwater and uh, Morgantown? Those are those places. I'd put those two places and Ames and Lawrence even more so than than Manhattan, Ames and Lawrence, and those other two places as the toughest places to win in this league. Baylor in recent years has been difficult, obviously, uh, and Lubbock has its own unique flavor, and those things have happened. But those have been tough places to play, and for the first time, they got wins in all three of those cities in the same year. They're 3-1 and one on the road now. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens. Now they get the rematch with Oklahoma State on Wednesday. And you mentioned the, the AP poll has come out now. Texas at 10 correct? Yep. Uh, after the uh, lost Iowa State, but then the win, they're 10. And Tennessee is number four? Yes. Okay. So Tennessee is number four, Texas is number 10. So it's going to be a top 10 matchup this Saturday, regardless of what happens on Wednesday night, tomorrow night, excuse me, when Texas has the rematch with Oklahoma State. But hopefully, uh, hopefully they will uh, be able to carry that in. One, one other thing before we get to the break here. You've heard me mention it before, the West Virginia dog, uh, the the hot dog in West Virginia, which is, is that? it's a lot like a Carolina slaw dog. I love it, and they only sell it at one uh, concession stand up there. It's a hot dog with like um, Dijon mustard on it, and then it's got onions, it's got chili, and it has coleslaw on it. It's a great dog. Uh, it's similar to the ones they have in Texas. Well, the the the, the only person I know who love loves these. As much, if not more than me, as Rick Barnes. Uh, Rick's last trip there, when Texas played there, Rick and Chris Ogden and I walked up there to, stand, <laughs> to the stands and before the game. Can you imagine a head basketball coach going to the concession stand? And he wanted, he wanted a hot dog, and he said, we'll get one for Ogden. And he said, Craig, you want one? I said, sure. And so he goes, three. And then I said, that'll be whatever, $21 or whatever it was. He didn't have his wallet with him. So Ogden paid for it, I think, at the time. But then Rick asked before left. He goes, "You guys closed it. When do you guys close?" They said, well, "When the game's over." You know, okay. And they said, "What do you need, coach?" And he said, "Could I send an order up before the game ends?" <laughs> Absolutely. And it was a night where Texas won, 
He ordered 10. Jeez. And was passing them out to assistant coaches. I think uh, I had another one. Eddie Horton had one. Uh, Ogden had one. And I think Rick, who normally doesn't indulge in those things, he's usually very health conscious, but he ate two. So I sent him this photo of this dog as a text. And, of course, they the, Tennessee was very impressive in their win uh, in Baton Rouge over LSU. So I sent this to him, and I said, uh, Congrats on a good win down in Baton Rouge tonight. Eddie and I thought about you when we were putting down a couple of West Virginia dogs up here in Morgantown. He goes, I'm jealous. You both know how much I love a hot dog. Looking forward to seeing both of you. Love you, Craig. Did the uh, labor- so, laboratory on the flight back get a good workout with 10 hot dogs? It didn't, it didn't run. No, oh, uh-huh. that night? Yeah. Maybe. I can't yeah, remember. I can only it was imagine. Good. 